Hello and welcome to another episode of Empty the Playbook. The regular season has ended for some of us the way we had dreamed it would end, for others ending in despair with a final timeout and field goal going through to end playoff dreams. Season's over for some teams. Season's just beginning for others. We are going to get stuck into all the NFL action as we head into the playoffs. But before we get stuck into any of that, I've got to introduce myself. I'm Dan Williams. And let's catch up with the boys. First up, let's head over to Mr. Edward Thorns. Thornsy, how you doing, mate? How's life with you? What's the goss? Hello. It's good. It's good, thank you. Life is... <laughs> much, much more mellow response to my very dramatic uh, beginning. Yeah, to the... well, someone's got to bring the mood down. <laughs> Make it sound bad. Um, no, life's all right. It's kind of boring. January's always a little bit boring. I feel like, you know, the, the high of Christmas and New Year, and then it all kind of comes back to normal. Um you know, I'm, I've just been literally doing the same thing for the last like three months, just working and, and studying. So, grinding, man. Nothing else to report. Yeah. Well, you say that in terms of the NFL news, I think you're, uh, or I would imagine you're slightly happier, you know? Yeah, that was that was just a cool weekend. Really. <laughs> I was working on, on Sunday, so I was kind of um, watching the games and it was like because the instantly it was like the Colts lost whatever were 26 11 so I was like oh my god okay so now we just need the Ravens to win and the Ravens were up 13 10 or whatever it was so I was like six and now at that point it's like the Raiders are through regardless so I was oh, like, yeah. easy it's calm I don't need to bother about checking my phone or not in the morning and then um Steelers won I think in overtime yeah they did every every game that had like playoff implications in terms of like Sneaking into the wild card went to OT. So like the 49ers and um Rams, the Chargers and the Raiders, the Steelers and the um Ravens all went to OT. It's like a mad weekend of action. Yeah, so cool. But then uh, when I was waking up in the morning, it was like I didn't want to check my phone because I knew that Beach Report, Twitter, all this stuff would be like blowing up, like this team, whoever won with whatever. Yeah. So um I was just kind of like, you know, and you, I was like squidding on my phone to get um, wherever it was, YouTube or the NFL app up to watch the, the watch that replay and then sat and watched it in my bed. And it was like a nice way to start the day. As a Raiders fan. As a Raiders fan. Yeah. yeah. I just I was watching the game. I was like, okay, we're up. 15 points with eight minutes left. So I was kind of getting comfy. And then it was like eight, seven points with two minutes left. I was like, okay. And then like, it was like fourth and 10. I was like, oh, nice. Finally, can kind of relax. And then bang, first down. And then it's like, okay, fourth and then this time, bang, first down, like fourth down, this time, first down, fourth down, touchdown. Like, what? Ridiculous. Yeah, wild roller coaster of a game. Yeah. Maybe one of the games of the year, but I, some of us won't look back too fondly on it, but it is what it is. Uh, okay, nice one, Thorns. We do head over to say hello to the other gentleman 
of the Empty the Playbook podcast, Mr. Edward Shapland. What's going on with you, my friend? How's life? What's the goss? Hello, hello, fellow <laughs> castmates of the Empty the Playbook podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all right, you know. I thought the uh, the NFL season ended last week. Yeah, yeah. Only 17 weeks. Um, <laughs> but yeah. no, yeah, it's, it's been all right. Just been been chilling, been chilling. I um, I purchased my first non-fungible token recently. That means absolutely nothing to me. It's the little pictures that people that people spend real money on and hope they can sell to other people for real money. Uh, but yeah, I, I decided to try my my hand at some investing in that. We'll see how. Uh-huh. We'll see if I'm bankrupt soon. <laughs> Hopefully, you get rich and you can keep funding this uh, podcast. Keep funding. Well, I know. I suggested chucking yeah. chucking a lot of money into it. Oh, my heart, soul, and wallet goes into this bloody podcast. <laughs> I'll tell you that for free. Hey, I bought a mic, so you know. Yeah, that's true. We've all bought mics, actually. We're very professional over here at the Empty the Playbook podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah, boy. But uh, yeah, so work's going all right. Just doing your biz, doing your thing. Um, oh, I um got my first purchase order in, so that was exciting. Oh, nice. That's exciting. Congrats, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, you know, not, yeah, doing all right. Doing all right. Lovely stuff. Well, let's not keep the people waiting in suspense. Let's get stuck into it. Like I said at the top of the show, for some, a lot, well, 18 teams and their fans, to be precise, the NFL season may be over, but you've still got. 14 teams to watch and see how they get on in the playoffs, which start this weekend. And as such, our normal review and preview section is semi out the window because we are going to shout. I know. You can never say we're not flexible here on this podcast. We are going to start off. I've seen you do cheer. I know you're very flexible. (laughs) Not anymore, mate. Not in my old age. Um, But we are going to start off the playoffs run with a kind of big playoff special, shall we say. We are going to take you through our brackets, our playoff brackets, meaning that we're going to take you through who we think are going to win the games in the wildcard round, who we think are then going to win the games in the divisional round, who we think is going to win the championship games, who we think is going to the Super Bowl, and who we think is going to win it. And then we are going to take you through some X-Factor players for each of the 14 teams in the playoffs, players that we think are going to be vital to the success of their team competing and winning it all and being world champions, even though all of the teams are in the US, but whatever, world champions. I'm excited to get stuck into it, to see what you guys think. And yeah, that's where we're going this week. So let's get cracking. Would anyone like to go first by sharing their playoff bracket? Or am I going to have to step up to the plate? I'll do it. Oh, thanks, chaps. We appreciate it. So if you want AFC, NFC, pick your poison. Oh, in fact, I want Fawnsy to tell me which which conference he wants first. What conference do you want first, Thorns? AFC. AFC, a very, very decisive man as he is. Um, Right. So, nevertheless, I'll start with game number one. The Chiefs versus the Steelers? 
They're in the playoffs? What? No. Yeah, well, not after this week. Chiefs win. Um, yeah, so uh, am I giving X-Factors? X-Factor players? Or no, just... we'll, we'll do them at the end. Oh, right. Okay, great then. In which case, yeah, Chiefs beat the Steelers. Fairly cut and dry. Bills, Patriots. Um, yeah, Bills, Patriots. I've got the Patriots. I think the Bills have been too inconsistent this season. I think Josh Allen's been too inconsistent this season. And I think, also, I think the weather is supposed to be very Bill Belichick friendly. He, he likes the cold. He likes he likes cold and icy because it reflects his beautiful heart. And cold and icy will see Belichick prevail. Moving on, we've got the Bengals and the uh, the, the Raiders. God, I wonder how they got in the playoffs. Nothing contra- nothing controversial we can talk about there. Ha <laughs> ha, suckers. Um, but no, um, Nate Hobbs said he's a fall from grace and so do the Raiders. Bengals win. And that, am I doing all the rounds? Yes, please take us through the whole bracket. So that whips us right, right round. The lowest seed in is the Patriots. They will be playing the Titans. I've actually got the Titans taking this one. Rare, I know. I'm not normally a Titans fan, but you know, they they do be they do be winning this one. The, the, uh, to and be then fair we... as well, in that scenario, Mike Rabel's got a pretty good record against Bill Belichick. Exactly. Well, there you go. That that's what I had really tucked up in my in my cap, ready yeah. to go. Um, and then yeah, moving on, that leaves us with the Chiefs versus the Bengals. I think this will be a great game if this happens. This this would be a sensational game. It'd be one of the games of the playoffs. But I think the Chiefs nab it. I think Pat Mahomes and his experience, Joe Swaggy Man Burrow, he ain't be, he ain't going to be smoking a cigar after this game. I'll tell you that one for free. So that leaves me with a rather boring one seed v two seed Titans Chiefs, and I've got the Chiefs taking this one. Derek Henry isn't enough. The Chiefs throw the ball. I reckon the Chiefs start slinging it early. The Titans then abandon their running game, try and go a bit more pass heavy, and they can't they can't really keep up. Pete, Word of note, I will probably get onto this later, but word of note, if a certain player for the Titans turns up in a big, big way, which he is known to do, that's, that does leave him in with a chance. But, you know, I think it's a fairly it's a fairly cut one. This I think I've got the Chiefs progressing to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Uh, do you want me to do my NFC now? Should we, should we mix up the uh, dorsal tones of my voice with one of your beautiful, homogenous strums of energy? Uh, I'm going to cut you off before you say more weird things. Uh, can what you do the? You are. What does homogenous mean? Harmonious. 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 That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, no, take us through your NFC one, chaps. We'll do. Right. You do your whole bracket, and then uh, and then we'll, well discuss. So, so I'll take you through the seeding for this. The one seed is the Packers, because I know some people don't even know the seeding. Shame on you all. If you're listening to this and you don't know the seeding, think about stopping listening because I'm telling it and you don't deserve to know. Uh, this is because about 10 minutes ago, Shaps didn't know the seeding. That's why he's making this very sarcastic comment. Ah, don't he kidding, you little joker. Um, right, Packers one, Bucks two, then boys three, the Rams four, Cardinals five, 49ers six, and the Eagles seven. Game number one that leaves us in the wild card round is the Buccaneers versus the Philadelphia eagles and progressing progressing from this round we will have the uh, tampa bay buccaneers 
despite having a slightly depleted receiving core, I think that the uh, magic of Tom Brady and that extra special playoff touch that he seems to have will elevate them above the rest. So I've got the Buccaneers taking that one. Uh, Cowboys v 49ers. I'm not particularly hot on the Cowboys, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what it is. I just don't like him. I like Dak, and that's about the only player I like on their team. I mean, you've got the 49ers have got good receiving core. The Cowboys have got a corner who's leaked the most yards in the NFL. So, you know, match-up nightmare there, potentially. Hmm, who knows? But, yeah, I've got the 49ers taking that one. Everyone knows they're my, uh, they're my sneaky pick. Might be spoiler alert there to come. But anyway, moving on, we've got them boys. The uh, no, We've got the Rams versus the Cardinals. The Rams with Matthew Stafford at the helm and the Cardinals with Kyler Mine. Again there, I'm going for wisdom and experience. I think we've seen the cards sort of tilter and fault a bit. I don't think they're on all cylinders, really. I don't think we've seen them on all cylinders for a few weeks now. I know the Rams have also been a bit hit or miss. They started hot as well. Stafford's maybe not playing his best ball at the moment, but I mean, Stafford's got an, an outstanding fourth quarter record. He hasn't really got much of a playoff record because, you know, Detroit be Detroit. But I mean, like, I just think that the, the Rams can come up when it matters. And I think the Cardinals might fall a little bit short. So that leaves us with the Packers versus the 49ers. Controversial pick here. The Packers, the Packers choke in the playoff. Harder than me eating a very dry sandwich. So, you know, I expect to hear some coughing and spluttering from the offence. And I expect the defence not to be able to make up that differential. Uh, big shout out to um, to an actual defence that's performing a bit more. I think we were speaking a bit about Eric Stokes. has been playing playing all right, playing all right, you know. Looks looks to be good. They've obviously got J.R. Alexander. It's a good defence. But I can see that. I don't know what it is, but I can see the offence spluttering a bit. And that 49ers offence is pretty good if you ignore the quarterback so you know they don't really matter anyway so I've got the 49ers taking the win there that leaves us left over with the disappointing matchup of the Buccaneers and the Rams no one really cares let's just give it to the Bucs um, basically there's a couple there's a couple things that I think could be interesting in that game a big one is we all know historically Brady's really suffered when internal pressure comes on it up his way so Big game for Aaron Donald, that one will be, because that's that's a game of internal pressure. That's that's your that's your recipe to beat Brady. If you're a DC or short of a DC and you're a GM, give me a call and I can tell you a bit more on the fact. But yeah, I think that's an interesting matchup. But again, I've just got Brady, the ex wealth of experience coming in. That leaves me with an NFC Championship game of the Buccaneers versus the 49ers. And you know what beats experience? Debo bloody Samuel. What a weapon. So, yeah, actually, I've got the 49ers in a big upset. Do you know, part of the reason that I've got this feeling about the 49ers is it seemed a bit, you know, jokey. But every year in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, there's a team you never expect to be there. Am I wrong? Would, would you say I'm wrong, Daniel? Yeah. Exactly. It's a very convincing sound there from Dan that says, yes, you are right. And the team that you do not expect to be in the... In the um, Super Bowl this year will be the 49ers. They will be playing the Chiefs from Kansas and the final winner of the Super Bowl will be not from Kansas, sorry, the Kansas City Chiefs, not located. I, just got, I was going to say, I'm glad yeah. you made that. I, I, I'll, make, I'll make that distinction because Donald Trump couldn't. Yeah, they're from Missouri. 
Midiri. Um, anyway, I've got the 49ers winning it all. They they came up, got pipped at the post, but I'm telling you, they win it all. Devo Samuel gets a statue, and I I'll probably buy a buy a, a mini figure of him just just to have on my mantle. I've also got five pounds on the matchup on this matchup being the Super Bowl matchup returning 170 pounds. So if this is the Super Bowl matchup and you see me on the day, remind me I've won a bet of 170 pounds and I should buy you a drink. So who's your Super Bowl matchup? Chiefs uh, 49ers. Chiefs, Chiefs Niners. Oh, rematch of Bucks and the Rams. Sorry. What's that? Who won out of Buccaneers and the Rams? The Bucks. Yeah, I had the Bucks taking that one. I do think that that one's a coin flip, to be honest. I I think we'll get onto this later, but that all depends on me. I said it. it's all about internal pressure. They need to get Brady off his game. He's short of good receivers. That means the win. Brady's a quick passer. He That's part of the reason I think he went to the Buccaneers is because they had that receiving core. It means he can get the ball out quickly. He can do his, he can do his thing. I know he's got some deep threats in there. We can hold on to it a bit longer, but like, like Brady likes a quick release. He likes a quick release. He likes a quick ball. What what disturbs that is he's not got a full healthy receiver core. He's not got his full receiving core. That means he needs a second longer. That second longer, if Aaron Donald can use that second to get to Brady, that's where the Rams win that matchup, I think. If not, they don't. Mm. Fun. Cool. I like it. Um, lots to pick out there. Um, we'll let the listeners kind of decide what they think about it but cool interesting uh Thornsey, would you like to go next or shall i go next um never mind do you want to go next i'll go next change it up why not normally when i ask that question one of you two always goes yeah i'll go next so stuff it throw it back in my face for a change thorns yeah i'll go next thank you very much okay so <laughs> you kind of know the seedings briefly now after chaps has already talked about them so i'll try and fly through a little bit quicker. Um, we've obviously got the Titans as the bye, meaning that the Chiefs are playing the Steelers. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are winning that one. I can't imagine it'll be too much of a struggle. Oh, I've said it. Imagine the Steelers do the upset. It'd be great. But um, yeah, Chiefs win that one. Uh, Bills at Pats. I've got the Bills winning this one. I think you're right. I think it will be cold in Buffalo. And the Pats did win earlier in the season. But I think... Just feel like the Bills will have a bit more of a plan about them. They beat the Pats a couple of weeks ago in Gillette. Now I know that's going to be a different scenario because it was, you know, it wasn't snowing or anything that day. Um, or definitely wasn't anywhere near as cold anyway. Um, but yeah, I just feel the Bills have been a bit better recently. I know they've been inconsistent over the season, but I feel like they've been a bit better recently. And I think the Pats might have found. They're they're on a bit of a backwards trajectory now. Lost to the Dolphins. They the, the Dolphins did the double over them. They sweeped them. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm laughing because Thornsey just inexplicably released out an incredible burp that sounded like a frog ribbiting. My claws on mute. <laughs> Crease, that is definitely making the cut. So the Bills sneak through for me. Uh, you reckon the Bills are going to quickly hire Brian Flores then for the uh, for the game? Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, be class. Um, Four and one beat Belichick. Belichick. Yeah, man, love it. Three three and zero oh over the season. That'd be class. Um, right. Uh, then we move on to the Bengals against the Raiders. I think this will be a closer than you think. The Raiders have run really good teams over the past couple of weeks. Really, really close. 
Ran the Colts close, beat them. Ran the Chargers close, beat them. This is going to be closer than you think, but I just think the Bengals are too hot. I know they lost to the Browns over the weekend, but I just think the Bengals are playing with too much fire. And I think they kind of maybe took that game off a little bit just to not risk anything. You're telling me the thrilling matchup of backup quarterbacks wasn't wasn't the game of the week. Yeah, I know. I didn't actually watch any of that, to be perfectly honest, because it didn't interest me. Did the Bengals not start Burrow? Of course they didn't. <laughs> yeah, fair enough then. I didn't watch it, so there you go. That says, proves my point. And Burrow is just flinging it. So, yeah, the Bengals win that one, but I think it'll be closer than you think. So that means that I've got the two, three, and four seeds winning in the AFC. Uh, and heading through to the AFC divisional round, that means that the Titans will be playing the Bengals. And the Bengals are going to win this one for me. I just think the Titans seem like the sort of team that kind of won't, with a week off, they'll kind of lose a bit of momentum. And I think the Bengals will just keep rolling. They'll win a tough one, a really important one against the Raiders. And I think the Titans, uh, sorry, the Bengals will take that one against the Titans based off the kind of form that they're on. Then we head to the Chiefs against the Bills. And as Shep's kind of talked about the Chiefs against the Bengals, Chiefs against Bills feels like it's going to be a really good one. Um, but I do have the Chiefs winning this one. I just think they know how to win it when it comes to the important time. So I think the Chiefs are going to win that one. AFC Championship game means it's going to be the Chiefs against the Bengals in Arrowhead. Well, it's not Arrowhead anymore, is it? But in Kansas City, in Missouri. <laughs> and this is, yeah, one of those dream matchups that you want. It's the matchup that they played a couple of weekends ago when the Bengals won 34-31 or wherever it was. Can they do it again? No. The Chiefs get through to the Super Bowl. I just, you can't, you can't write that team off. They're just so good. They just know how to win. And Andy Reid, oh, it's just, there's so many things to it. And yeah, I just don't think you can write the Chiefs off. And I think the Chiefs get through to the Super, uh, through to the Super Bowl from the AFC Conference. The NFC, obviously, the uh, Packs are the one seed, the Packers. Uh, and we have the Bucks playing the Eagles. Bucks win this one. Um, I'm not going to talk about. It. If the Bucks will win it. Uh, it'll probably be closer than you think, but I don't. I don't think it'll be a paste in. But I think the Bucks will win that one. Uh, Cowboys against Niners. Oh, I hate to say that I share an opinion with Shaps, but the Niners are winning that one. I don't. Uh, Boom shakalaka. <laughs> I just. I just think the 49ers are playing really well at the minute. They beat the Rams on the weekend. I, they. They look good. They've had a really good couple of wins the last couple of weeks to get into the playoffs. And um, I wouldn't say Super Bowl favourite, but they've had some Super Bowl wins over... Oh, God. They haven't. Not for a while. Uh, (laughs) They've had some important wins over the past couple of weeks to get into the playoffs. And I think the 49ers will do the Cowboys here. And to carry on the trend of following Shaps, I've also got the Rams to beat the Cards. The Cards are just not on it as much anymore. And the Rams, although they've not been playing great, and they did lose on the weekend to the 49ers. They've just been winning those close games. And this is going to be a close game. And the Rams are going to find a way to win it. Which means, heading through to the NFC divisional round, I've got the Packers against the 49ers, just like Shaps. However, unlike Shaps, the Packers win this one. Aaron Money Rogers does the job and beats the 49ers. The 49ers just don't have enough just to take him out. I just want to I just want to raise one counterpoint to yourself. Yeah. What what happened the last time Aaron Rodgers had two weeks off? 
over two weeks off. When? The season. Before the season. And who was the first game against? The Saints. How did he do? He stunk the place up. Don't oh, rest him. About week he, one. Oh, yes. God, I was going to see. Eat, we're going to see week one Rogers. We're going to see week one Rogers. I think that's a claim. <laughs> there you go. Right, whatever. Um, but yeah, the Packers are in this one for me. Uh, and we have the Bucks against the Rams. And I'm also going the opposite of Shaps. I'm going the Rams to beat the Bucks. I think the he talked about uh, interior pressure, but I think the wide receiver cornerback matchups are going to be very, very important this game with Godwin out. Now, Len Fournette will be back unless, you know, anything happens over the next couple of weekends before they play that game. But Len Fournette will be back. But I just think the wide receiver room is a bit too depleted. Uh, and I think this one will mean a lot to Sean McVay after the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Now, I know it was Bill Belichick that kind of outcoached him but he's playing against Tom Brady. And I think it's going to mean a lot to him to get the one over on uh, Tom. And I think, said like I know him. Um, <laughs> and I think the Rams will do it. Thus, our NFC Championship game will be the Green Bay Packers versus the LA Rams. And to round out what has been my Super Bowl prediction for a very long time, the Packers beat the Rams and the Super Bowl will be a repeat of the first ever Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Green Bay Packers in L.A. Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl MVP, the Packers get the dub. Boom. Never forget that in that first Super Bowl, the opening touchdown was scored by a 35-year-old who was only told he was playing about a few hours before. Oh, so yeah. Will we see something similar this week This in that Super Bowl? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, well, Eric Weddle's back. Pe- maybe, 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 maybe Adrian Peterson yeah. joins another team, joins his fifth of the season. Well, he's currently on the practice squad. Did you see him? Like, he had the clipboard for the Seattle Seahawks the other day against the Cards. <laughs> Crease, he's just on the sideline with the clipboard and the earpiece in. But uh, yeah, did you see the Rams re signed Eric Weddle? No, I can't say I did, to be honest. Yeah, they re signed Eric Weddle to play in the uh, playoffs at safety. Funny. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, cool, right? Adolfo Cinco is probably going to line up for the uh, for the Bucks then. The Bengals. No Bucks reinvigorate the receiver core there. Oh yeah, to be fair, he seems like the sort of person that the uh, Bucks would be looking at. <laughs> God. Um, cool, right? Thornsy, you're on the clock. Let's see your playoff bracket. Oh, let's hear your playoff bracket. Cool. I won't talk too much because you guys have done a lot of analysis, so I feel like I'd just be. Kind of jump on top of what you already said. So, Chiefs, Steelers, I've obviously got the Chiefs because you'd be foolish to bet against them, especially the Steelers haven't been too spicy this year. So, um, Bills, Patriots, I've got the Bills. Similar to you, Dan, I think they just looked like the much better team when they beat the Patriots a couple of weeks ago. And I just don't quite trust Mac Jones to win games off his own back yet. So, Bills, and just because I feel like I had to, Raiders are going to beat the Bengals. I feel it's manifesting a little bit. Uh, maybe I don't really believe it, but I, you know, why the hell not? Um, I think it's, it should be a really good game. Like, there's a lot of good matchups to be seen. 
the defensive line of the Raiders were lights out against the Chargers. And if they can do the same thing again this week, who knows? Who knows? You put Joe Burrow under a bit of pressure. But I'm, at the same time, I'm very scared because we haven't seen Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in a single elimination game since the national championship in college. And in that game, Jamar Chase was unstoppable and Joe Burrow was insane as well. And they dominated a Clemson team they could have beaten. Besides the point, because why the hell not? Anyways, Raiders going to win. Uh, second round, Titans, Raiders. I'm going to say the dream ends there. I think if Derek Henry's back and healthy, the Raiders' run defence has just not been good enough this year to stop him. So, unfortunately, we'll go with, with the Titans on this one. Uh, and Chiefs, Bills, I'll go with the Chiefs. Replay of last season. They're just, if, if they're healthy and they're clicking, they're just unstoppable. And Josh Allen hasn't quite looked consistent enough, I don't think, to, to play, to push them the same way they did last year. And and I think, you know, the Bills team this time last year was so much more complete than they are now. And they were beaten fairly convincingly by the Chiefs, who haven't lost that much talent on offence. Anyways, so, yeah, Chiefs. Uh, Titans Chiefs in the conference final and yeah, I'll stick with the Chiefs and make a triple crown of Chiefs in the Super Bowl from us. NFC. Bucks beat the Eagles. Just same as what you've already said. Niners beat the Cowboys. Again, similar reasoning. They just look so good over the last few weeks. So we're going to have to be another twin in on that one. But... Cardinals beat the Rams. They did it before in SoFi. They haven't been good at home for whatever reason. They're like five, four and five at home, eight and one on the road. No. Eight and one on the road. I don't know where they are at home. Something average. So, like, this is a really good team. And, and yeah, they've struggled in the last few weeks. They've really struggled in the last few weeks, but. I just, I'm not there to count them out yet. And the Rams haven't looked particularly good either. They should have put the game away against the 49ers. Stafford has played very poorly over the last few weeks. So I feel like if the, you know, a few mistakes, one, two picks by Stafford, which he's been throwing a few lately, Kyle Murray turns up and, and plays a game that I really think he has in him to just be unstoppable. And I'll take the, the upset of the Cardinals. And I'm going to stick with Aaron Rodgers over the 49ers. So the Packers 49ers next round, I'm saying the Packers are going to go through. Him and Devontae Adams have been on another level this year. And the Niners secondary is still a little bit questionable. If that connection is there and clean, then there's not many people that can stop it. And the Bucks beat the Cardinals as well in the next round because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. I can't even argue it. It's just like a self-evident. And just because I don't want to see a repeat of last year and have like everyone being like, oh, Buccaneers Chiefs too, and it's all being played up in the media, I'm going to say the Packers and end up with the same story as Dan with Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. And also, because no one else mentioned him, Rizal Douglas has been a baller this year. <laughs> and he deserves some sort of recognition, so... Where did that come from? 
Well, it's Chris Chaps was talking about their secondary and he was talking about Stokes and, and Alexander and everyone. And, and yeah. Drew Douglas has been one of their best corners. So I just wanted to make sure he got some love as well. Oh, nice. Uh, who's your winner? Who's winning the Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you have to copy me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think that's fairly fair. Um, I think that Rams cards one is going to be one of the games to watch over the weekend. Um, annoyingly, I think it might be the Monday night football, but I think they all are. Like I, I know yeah. this about this for the playoffs, but I, I really think this is one of the first times where there's like legitimately twelve teams that could all win. Fourteen teams. I know there's fourteen, but they, I don't think the Eagles or Steelers are going to do anything. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I see. So. You know, but I think the other twelve, you can make a case that they could go on a run. Yeah, yeah. Cool. it is quite cool. I really want there to be like really good upsets because normally it is in the toss-up games. Like for example, like a Rams cards where you go the cards win and you go, oh, that's pretty cool. Like you know, I I thought the Rams were going to win, but if the yeah. Bucks play the Eagles, not saying this will happen because obviously we all thought the Bucks would win, but if the Eagles did beat the Bucks, we'd all be like. Jeez, like that's huge. Yeah. Like, and it feels like good. Like, then even the Bills Pats, like I'm looking at games like that where the Bills are three and the Pats are six. Now I know that's kind of dependent on how how the seedings work, where you have to have one team from each division as one, two, three, four, and then the wild cards. But the Bills winning that feels like that could be an upset. Do you know what I mean? And at the same time, the back Pats winning it also feels like an upset. Like it's 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 an exciting playoffs. I'm really excited to kind of watch it and get stuck into it. And yeah, it should be a good playoffs. And it's actually quite freeing when your team's not playing in it, <laughs> just to sit back and enjoy uh, and go to bed whenever you want UK time and not have to wake up at 5 a.m. to watch overtime. <sighs> 5 a.m. I watched overtime. I got up, I watched it, like genuinely got up to watch it live unintentional i rolled over and i thought right i'll check the score i'll put myself out of my misery at 5 a.m and they were like charges raiders go to ot and i was like rah could be watching history and i did <laughs> also did, did uh, you watch the college national championship no we haven't talked about this it was um one-sided ish wasn't it no it was a really good game actually ah. it was quite close. the scoreline was very one-sided in the end but um, wasn't as one-sided as you think. Back and forth affair. Oh, exciting. Georgia winning in the end, didn't they? Georgia beat Alabama. Can't remember the score. Uh, it was like 30-11 or this. No, 30-17, 33-17 in the end. Right. But it was like, they scored, they got a pick six in the last like few minutes. Uh, so it was a lot closer. Than it was. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm already starting to like, uh, sorry, I cut you off then, Chaps. What did you say? I just said iced it. No, iced it. So they got a pick and then sealed the game. It's in yeah. sports, sometimes you say like you iced it to say like you know you, you finished it. You put the final touch on it. You know it's a sports saying. Another sort of more similar saying could have been put the final nail in the coffin. You know, similar sort of similar <laughs> sort of sayings. You know, just just to get you up to sport up to speed with some sort of you know, sport cliches. What's that? What other expressions have you got like that? Synonyms. Um. The straw that broke the donkey's back. 
camel's back. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mate, when was, when was the last time you used a camel for uh, goods transportations? <laughs> I've never I, used I a donkey or a camel. Exam- I used the more relevant example of the donkey. <laughs> and now, don't you look like a donkey? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I will come back around to talking about college football. And Shaps, you may have found this with your team also in the same as mine, that their season is over. Thorns, you may have with your team potentially being out of the playoffs before they reeled themselves back in. Have you started looking up like mock drafts and stuff now, gentlemen? I've started, I've been all over mock drafts, like like noticing the guys that are going to probably be in the first round um, and kind of read. The, the Browns pick at 13, I think, which is such a weird position because it's one of those ones where you, you, your team will either always really reach or get an absolute steal that should have been like a top top seven pick. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. never seems to be an in between. Like picks 10 to like picks 10 to like 15, 16 are always absolute steals or massive reaches. Yeah. Well, pick 13 last year was Rashawn Slater. So oh, sexy. So let's so it's the turn to be a bust this year. <laughs> <laughs> um cool right yeah that's that okay we're kind of get gonna get stuck in now to some x factors for each of the teams and we're going to discuss kind of chuck some names out of guys we think are really important to the success or failure of each of these teams and what i think some of us might go for well, I think we're all going to take a turn probably at going with the obvious choice. And there might be some less obvious names that also get chucked into the mix. And I'm excited to see kind of guys you chuck out there that you think deserve the recognition, but also are important guys to the difference between their team winning and losing. So um, as we all started off with the AFC in our brackets, I think we probably should start off with the NFC. Um, the floor will be open at all times. And we'll start from the one seed down to the seven seed. Uh, or should we do descending order? Let's start off with seven and go down to one. Uh, so we'll start off with the Philadelphia Eagles. Some X factors for the Philadelphia Eagles, gentlemen. I want to start us off here. I'm going to go with my boy Darius Slay Jr., the pick six king, who I love. Uh, could be really, really important. Like we said with the Eagle, uh, sorry, with the Bucks being uh, depleted in the receiver room. Uh, Mike Evans got a little bit of a knock on the weekend. I think he'll be all right, but um, nothing too major. Darius Slay could be in for a big day. Uh, and I think he's definitely a name that could be important for the Eagles over the playoffs. Any other names that you think would be a good X factor? Uh, Darius Hurts. Yeah, I think it's I think it's easy, and I think he's could be well. He is the main kind of make or break between them playing well, isn't he? Yeah, boring. To be fair, I'm excited to watch Jalen Hurts play because I haven't really watched like a highlight a, a Eagles game. It's always just been like the old red zone clip or like checking out his fantasy stats, but I haven't actually seen them in a game. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice if the Eagles can stay in it for a bit as well because so much of their offense is that kind of run game and the dual threat of Jalen Hurts versus, well, Jalen Hurts alongside whichever running back is in, whether that's Boston Scott or um, Kenneth Gainwell or not Miles Sanders anymore because he's injured, but, um, or is he injured now? He was injured for a couple of weeks. I can't remember if he's back now. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a quite stacked 
well, there's a lot of bodies in that running back room and, and they, they run the ball quite well. I think they are the best Russian offense this season, aren't they? Or at least top five anyway. Um, so yeah, if they can stay in the game for as long as possible and keep that Russian attack going, it'd be interesting to see what the Eagles can do. Um, but if they get to the point where Jalen Hurts needs to pass, can he do it? Maybe. Chaps, anyone for the Eagles? Or do you think we kind of covered the main ones there, really? So you're passing on them if uh, Hurts needs to throw the ball? Yes, that is correct. That is my only comment. <laughs> cool. Uh, fair enough. All right, we'll move on to the 49ers at six. Uh, do you want to take this one first, Shap, seeing as they're your boys? Yeah, 49ers. I've mentioned it already. Big deep. Big deep. He yeah. was picked, I think, two or three picks before Nikhil Harry. Who's had the better NFL career? I don't know. It's up for you guys to decide. No, he, was, he was picked four picks after Nikhil That's what Harry. I meant. Sorry. Oh, I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He was picked uh, after. Who's had the better career? You decide. But yeah, I mean, the man's just a beast. Carried one of my fantasy teams this year. Love him to pieces. He's a bit of a dual threat, you know. He could do a bit of this, bit of that. And it's just whether or not they can stop him, really. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. Thorns? Um, I'll go with the, I think it's Emmanuel Mosley. Oh, yeah. Corner, yeah. yeah. Mate, you're a bit of a DB nerd, didn't you? You love a bit of the DBs. Well, he had a did he have a pick against the Rams. Yeah, he so did. Yeah, kind of in my brain since then. Um, the Cowboys have got a stacked receiving core. You know, yeah. there's also a lot of talk about Cedric Wilson being like a potential big free agent signing this this off season. Yeah, he's come to fruition the last couple of weeks. You're right. Yeah, so the Niners' defensive backs have got to step up and have a big game. And I don't know if most whether Mosley is the number one guy or what, but. He's the one I'm going to call him to have a big, to have a big game. Nice. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go with a more obvious pick, but I'm staying on the defensive side of the ball, Nick Bosa. I think if he can get the pressure uh, and make it really hard for Dak, I think it's going to be really uh, difficult for Dak to kind of play well in this game. So, yeah, Nick Bosa. Uh, cool. Number five, the cards. Thorne, do you want to start us off with this one? Yeah. Not a player, but Ooh. the offensive player. Oh, that's what I thought. Did you think I was going to go coach? Yeah, I did think you were going to go coach. Sorry. <laughs> did my silence um, dic- dictate that I wasn't as interested in the pick as I you thought I was going to be? Well, just the... Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the offensive line, and I thought I will say, so I believe it's going to be DJ Humphreys, Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson, Max Garcia and Kelvin Beecham. Just because I feel like offensive line they get called the offensive line too much so I'll just say all their names but when they I think when the offensive line plays well or the offense plays well that's like a fact in any football team at any level and it's especially true for the Cardinals who their offensive line has struggled with penalties with giving up way too much pressure to the quarterback so if they're going to come and beat the Rams especially who have a great defensive front even if they go on to play the Bucks, who have a great defensive front, the Eagles' defensive front is always very good. The Niners as well. The Packers, you could make a case for. Like, if the Cardinals are going to go anywhere, it's really going to start with that offensive line. So the five guys aforementioned. Cool. Yeah, well, they're going to be an factor. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, I think for the cards, I think someone that's going to be really important. Uh, 
in the wake of a potential injury to James Connor, who has provided so many touchdowns for the team this season. Now, they don't know how serious uh, the injury, I think it was a rib injury I think, on the weekend for James Connor. Uh, they don't know the seriousness of the injury, but Chase Edmonds is going to be really important uh, on the weekend. How much kind of touchdown opportunity he can bring, because that's going to be really important. And, you know, it's a simple game at the end of the day. Score more touchdowns than the other team, you win. doesn't always have to be like that. But if you're scoring touchdowns, you're usually doing something all right. And I think Chase Edmonds needs to provide that same level that James Conner has been bringing all season. And if he can't, then that might be the difference between them winning or losing. So, uh, yeah, that's it for the cards. Okay, uh, Shaps, have you got anyone for the cards? Anyone you think is going to be a, a difference maker, an X factor, if you will, Mr. Cowell? Yeah, you know, it's... Whoa, 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 you donkey, what's your turn? <laughs> uh, Cardinals is interesting. I mean, you've got the obvious. You've got Kyler Murray. I mean, I think we've already spoken about him, so I'll move on. It's Christian Kirk. Nice. I'd say is someone that needs to for a for a um for a Cardinals win, he needs to have a big game. I think to get to get a win in the playoffs, you need some of your better players to step up. Obviously, they've had a lot of issues in that receiver room with injuries. He needs to put a lot of weight on his shoulders and he needs to start sort of take I know he puts up good fantasy numbers he gets a thousand yards but I want to see I want to see a game a game that he puts his stamp on you know do you know what I mean just to give you another expression nice I want it to be I want him to be like the sort of Ian book I want he, he needs to start a new chapter and he needs to call it top 10 receiver in the league if he if he wants to ever make a jump to one of those elite receivers he needs a statement playoff game and this this is one way he's got every chance to step up. Mm-hmm. Fun. Cool. Uh, nice show. Let's move on to the Rams at four. Uh, right I back to you, Shaps. Yeah, yeah, you can. Go ahead. A-Dod. I told you. The main reason I'm saying A-Dod. A-Dod? Yeah, A-Dod works. A-Don? No, no, because I guess it, it's it's abbreviated. It's A... Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Start, middle, and end of the surname, A-Dod. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yes. Um, it's just, I, I say this, because I, I think in my seeding, I've got, I said this already, so I won't spend too long on it. I said I think the Rams are going to go up against the Bucks, And I think that's going to be the game, the big game for them. And it's the big game to get to Brady. And like sim- similarly, less so with Rodgers, a lot more mobile, much better athlete. But I mean, internal pressure it's the fastest route to the quarterback. You know, I saw a great metrics of it was a uh, quarterback pressures versus double team percentage. And you look at the graph and you've got the graph like there, you've got like elite people like Miles Garrett there. You've got like TJ Watt there. And then, so this is the graph. And then you've just got Aaron Donald there. Most double Miles team, away. most pressures miles away. Like, I feel like it, it's, it's sort of, he's sort of someone he's taken to grant granted for like, like, do we, do people still speak about Aaron Donald? Like before, it would be like, oh my God, have you seen Aaron Donald? Oh my God, Aaron Donald, oh my God, Aaron Donald, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. But he is someone he's taken for granted of. If he has a big, if he has a big postseason, be scared of the Rams. Like internal pressure will always be key. 
to any defense. Like you, you talk about the knock-on effect of that. You've got QBs throwing, you've got QBs playing scared, probably throwing uh, passes that may be ill-advised that if they'd have had a bit more time to think about it, you've got absolute ballers in the secondary like Jalen Ramsey ready to snap those up. Like he he's something that could really take that defense to the next level. And when we talk about Stafford and the offense not being particularly out of this world to end the season, stuttery, stuttery end of the season. I know you've got Cooper Cup, who I won't go too much into detail with if anyone wants to speak on him. But like they've got a good offense, but it has a tendency to splutter. How do you how do you make sure the offense is hot? You give them the ball 50 times. How do you do that? Get them free and outs, get them turnovers, get eaten. Cool. Nice and chaps. Thorns, who you got for the Rams? Ooh, I like it. Benny on the Browns. I thought he was on the Giants still. No. On to the Rams. Yeah. Um, he's had he's had a few he's been good. Like he's been really good since going to the Rams. And Cooper Cup has been the best receiver in the league this year. Triple crown. He got he did get the triple crown. Yeah, he did. Um so, you know, there's no need to go into detail about him. We have to do is look at his stats and think, there you go. Um, Odell, I feel like if he turns up and the Rams have two guys to hit you with, then you're in a lot of trouble. So, and yeah, and I just love seeing vintage Odell Beckham because he was like an icon for the first few years of his career and he's kind of fallen off recently. But if he has a resurgence, that would be amazing. Cool. I think that's a very valid choice. Uh, I'm going to go very boring here. Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Been throwing picks for fun recently. Needs to minimise those turnovers. Too many turnovers puts the, this team in genuine danger of not going to the next round of the playoffs and further. So Matthew Stafford has got to have a sensible ish game where they don't, you know, he has the freedom to make plays, but he also has to make the plays. It's, it's on his shoulders. Cool. Cowboys at three. I'll go first. Uh, sorry if I'm stealing this off anybody, but Michael Parsons is going to have to have a day. Uh, there's going to be a lot asked of him, I think. Uh, and he's going to have a lot to do with a 49ers rushing attack and very versatile attack. He's going to be running all over the field. And I'm sure he's absolutely fine with that. He's one of the best linebackers, one of the best defensive players in the game in open field uh, already. He runs like what was this? It was four. He was like four three something, wasn't it? Like it was something ridiculous, or it just snuck up to four four. Oh, he's only he's only a uh, off me. <laughs> he's also two hundred and like forty odd pounds. Like zero point one off me. <laughs> um. So yeah, Michael Parsons is gonna have to have a day. Uh, Thorns. Um, Dak. Yeah. No. He can do it. We've seen him do it. Like he his first playoff appearance, he almost led the game winning drive against the Packers way back, way back when. I remember that. That was a great game. That was a game full of field goals. I remember I seem to remember. It was like 13, 16 or something, and there was like an absolute ton of field goals in that game. Cause I remember being really hot on the Cowboys and just it just was a sad game to watch. Yeah, and then he led them down the field. I think they finally got a touchdown. And then Aaron Rodgers, that's coming anyway. Okay, Shaps, uh, Cowboys, key. It's one that I'm surprised hasn't been said yet. He's someone who'll either pick six and seal the game 
or let Devontae Adams run in wide open for 20 touchdowns. Devontae Adams, I don't know why I said that. I don't think they're going to play the Packers. Um, but Debo Samuel, you mean? Debo Samuel, yeah. Um, like, Trevon Diggs, like, it's weird because we. I feel like we followed the general trend of the media. We were like, oh, my God, do you see how many picks this guy's got? Oh, my God, look how many picks he's got. Oh, my God, look how many picks he's got. And then everyone was sort of like, yeah, look how many times he's been beat. <laughs> like, we were very much on the trend. We were really hot on him. Then we now we've all sort of gone, no, we're not that good. But... Um, no, it's consistency. Like, realistically, you talk about make or break for playoff teams. You talk about a guy who either makes the game-winning play or gives up the game-winning play. Like, that is literally the guy who the game's probably going to end up hinging on. Yeah, fair point. Perfect, cool. Um, right, we're up to number two in the NFC with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thorns, can you go first for this one? Please. <laughs> Tyler Johnson. Oh, nice. Like it. Yeah. Just, uh, I think he's, he's a... Uh, let me start again. There's a lot of injuries. Chris Godwin being out, Antonio Brown not being in the league anymore. Tyler Johnson has a huge opportunity to step up. He did it before. He had a huge catch against the Saints last year in the playoffs. And... If he just gets more targets and more reps, then I don't see why he can't step up. And Brady needs someone. Goldwyn, I'm pretty sure, is his most targeted receiver this season. And it's not a sexy pick. And there are definitely multiple players to pick on this Bucks team. But I feel like this is a guy that could could have a breakout postseason. That, that's a lot of fun. Cool, I like it. Uh, Shaps, do you want to go next for the Bucks? Playoff Lenny. Ah, oh, you stole mine. Playoff Lenny, mate. Like when it. they won the Super Bowl last year, like he was so key to that. And you talk about, you've spoken to a bit about, you know, guys retiring mid-game. Um, well, I don't, I don't know if he thought he was retiring, but I think the rest of the NFL did. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like what a what bum. But B just to move on, like they've got their 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 like receiver rooms decimated. Brady, like I've alluded to, likes having that time to likes getting out quick pass and having a bit more like and to get quick passes, getting a rhythm. And how do you buy him that extra second if his receivers aren't going to buy it? You you get them scared. How do you get them scared? You get big bold Lenny at you. I'm convinced. Like the less the less hair, the less hair, the better. Like I reckon if he if he could just remove the top layer of his scalp, he'd go for like two thousand yards in a single game. Like, trust me, playoff Lenny is 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 a force, and he needs to be a force. Cool. Um, I'm gonna go with someone that's also recently come back from injury. I, I'm gonna go with Shaq Barrett. I think Shaq Barrett needs to have a good um, playoffs uh, for this team to do really well. Create that pressure off the edge. Get those sacks that are really gonna kind of if the Bucks are potentially struggling to score as many points as they normally would, then that pass rush and that defense in general, but importantly, the pass rush need to keep those points totals down that they're conceding and having Shaq Barrett back is a key component to that. And I think he needs to have a good playoffs for them to go all the way. Cool. And the last team in the NFC, the green Bay Packers, 
I'm going to go a little bit of fun. Um, I'm going to go AJ Dillon, a running back that I really like, one of PFF's kind of highest rated running backs, um, although not a starter. Um, I really like AJ Dillon, and I think it might be in the same kind of wheelhouse as playoff Lenny last year. Uh, especially as we've just been talking about him. I think AJ Dillon could be that guy that kind of finds form in the playoffs and is that boulder running through that gets touchdowns at important times to keep the keep the scores up and keep the team ticking over. So AJ Dillon for me for the Packers, although not the obvious choice and probably a weird place to start talking about the Packers. I think it's a fun one. So AJ Dillon. Shaps, the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Dawn's. Uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling. Oh, really? Why the hell not? I was going to say Aaron Jones because I felt like he had a bit of a disappointing postseason last year, especially against the in that game they lost against the Bucks. Yeah, but this guy doesn't get anywhere near enough credit when you talk about the Packers. Like he's a great deep threat. You, the amount of times he has big plays or just takes the top off the defence, or just feeds on the scraps that are left behind by Adams and Lazard and just Rogers. I don't know why I said scraps, because it makes it sound like he's not a big part of the offence, but he's, he's pretty key to this team, I feel like. He's, he's a great deep threat. He can win one-on-one against a lot of people, and when you have Devontae Adams, that's all you need to do. And I feel like a lot of people felt like Rodgers struggled when he wasn't in the lineup this year. So if he has a big game, the Packers have a big game. And if he could take some pressure, either takes pressure off of Adams by playing well or capitalises on the lack of attention because Adams is playing well, either way, I think he's a, he's a big part and has a big part to play. Uh, cool. Let's move on to the AFC then. Uh, and we'll start the same thing in re- uh, descending order, uh, starting off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Shaps, you want to kick us off with the Steelers? Since you probably know that team inside out. <laughs> oh, you know what? Like, I could say some names, but I like I just I don't want them to be here. I don't care about them. I don't want to talk about them. Move on. <laughs> I think that's fair enough, to be honest. Uh, Thorns, the Steelers. Uh, TJ Watt. Nice. Yeah. But how could he? How could it not be? Um, he tied the record, didn't he, for sacks? In a longer yeah. season, but in fourteen games. So yeah, but he played a longer season. But he played fourteen games. Yeah, well, yeah. Carry on, Dan. Who's yours? <laughs> Don't like the Steelers, you chap. Uh, <laughs> my goodness, how did the the Bengals and the Steelers make the playoffs out of that division? Oh lord, did the Browns finish bottom of the division? Yeah, they did, didn't they? <laughs> Oh, I've not noticed that until right now. Sorry, Shaps. That's really oh, digging the knife in. Um, I'm going to go with our first off-field person. I'm going to go with Mike Tomlin. If anyone's going to be able to manage to swing a, a random win out of this game, it's going to be Mike Tomlin. He's not going to, but if anybody could do it, Mike Tomlin can. So he's kind of someone that I think is going to really need to coach well if they are st- to stand any chance against the Chiefs. Yeah, although I tell you what, if they if they manage to sneak a win past the Chiefs and then have to play the Titans, that's low key a winnable game for the Steelers. Like, <laughs> that's mad. But anyway, oh, I love the playoffs. <laughs> oh, fun. Cool. Right, we head to six with the Patriots. 
Thorns, you can start us off with the Patriots. Christian Barmore. Nice. He's someone on my brain as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if... I assume he's going to be healthy because he did get a minor injury, I feel, I think, on Sunday. Um, but if he is healthy, he's been a game wrecker this year. Second round pick. Great value. Of course, Bill Belichick got it. Got him. Sorry. And, you know, he, he's a bit of a game changer. Um, and if he, like Chap says, with... <laughs> says with Brady, if you can get that interior pressure onto a quarterback, it can really change the shape of a game and a passing attack. So hopefully he plays, and if he does play, keep an eye out for him. Uh, cool, fair enough. Uh, Shaps, who have you got at, um, from the Patriots? Mac Daddy. Big M Jones. Big Jonesy. Uh, I think this is this is where it really shows, like, Mac Jones, people have been saying he's great and then dogging him the next week, saying, oh, he's had a great comment. Oh, no, he's crap. Oh, what? what? People are saying, is he Brady? Is he not? Playoffs where you find out if he if he's the next coming or if he's just a fat, unathletic white man playing at QB where Brady was more skinny. <laughs> Tyler of his autobiography, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, realistically, we talk about his game being intelligence, good decision-making, stuff like that. Like the playoffs, the chief of do you have the bot? Like, if you're going to be a quarterback like that, you've got to be you've got to be the ultimate mental athlete because he's not the ultimate athlete. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> I'm being really harsh here, but um, yeah, I don't know what he's done to me, but no, because he, he's not the ultimate athlete. He's a mental athlete, and the playoffs are the biggest mental test in football. And you talk about if he's going to have a long, successful career like the likes of uh, of Mister Mister Thomas. Um, he he needs to to show that mental fortitude and that clutch ability to coin a word. Nice, I like that. Cool, uh, clutch ability. Jeez, what a cool little phrase. Um, I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is someone that I actually quite like at receiver. First time in a while that I've kind of liked a Patriots receiver. I really have a lot of disdain for this team because <laughs> um, they win. So stuff them. They do my head in. Um, but Jacoby Myers, I think, is kind of a bit of an underdog story, almost the fact that he's kind of a really good playmaker in terms of in the open field, and he just can't convert that into touchdowns. And I think if he can convert that into touchdowns, he's going to be a really good receiver in this league. I really like him, and I think, you know, next year he has the potential. I think, what what did he get? Like, two touchdowns on the season, something like that? Um, oh, no, I, I picked him up in fantasy thinking the exact same as what you're saying, but he never turned it into anything. Yeah, and that's the thing. If he can convert into mm-hmm. end zone uh, targets and touches, and catches, rather, um, then he could be a really good receiver in this league, so Jacoby Myers, yeah. Cool. Uh, the five seed, we head to the Las Vegas Raiders. There's only one person that can start us off for this team, Thornsey. Yeah, boy. No, you're not. Commercial now. Casey Hayward. E, nice. I'm not going to talk about Nate Hobbs' controversy because I'm still in denial. So it didn't happen. Um, no, it's actually, it's actually a terrible story. It's for everything that, ha- that happened on that team happen and him to still be in that position is 
just so disappointing and terrible. And and for those who don't know, he obviously was uh, uh, he was arrested on misdemeanor misdemeanor DUI because he was found asleep in his car while intoxicated. Yeah. So just let's i don't want to waste time on it because i feel like it's probably not going to come to anything and as despicable as it is and as, as disappointing as it is it's, it's not worth getting into um but casey haywood has to have has to have a huge game this weekend he had a huge pick against the Chargers on the weekend just let that sink in a little bit more for you dan <laughs> um but you know this this bengals received core is one of the best in the league, arguably best outside corners in the league this year. And he's either going to be mano a mano with Jamar Chase or mashed up against T Higgins or if for some reason he's in the slot, Tyler Boyd. Whoever he's against, he has to be on his A game because if you give up targets to, against him, then your other guy's going to be in even more trouble. We, I think it's Brandon Faison against whoever... Higgins or Chase or whatever, so Hayward has to be on his A game for this game and the whole offseason, really, when you look at the, the wide receiver ones who he'll be going up against uh, for any of the teams in the AFC. Cool. Uh, Caps, you're up next. Yeah, it's an interesting one. There's a couple of options. There's someone on offense I really like, but I'm going to leave him alone just, just for now. Mine... Similarly, similarly, most similar, most similar. In the most comparison way, comparative way to Fawnsies, I've gone with the fact. I've gone with the fact that you should be scared. Like the first matchup, the Bengals. The Bengals, pretty damn scary. And what's a good way to uh, to to make a team that's pretty damn scary pretty less scary? And that's to start sticking people on their ass. So I've gone with Mad Max, Mad Max Crosby. Bad Max Fury Road. But yeah, it's, it's a fairly simple reason. I won't go too much like the dynamic nature of that Bengals offense just means you, you've got to have a player step up on defense. Like it doesn't matter how well um, HR plays the Renf. It doesn't matter how well he plays. It doesn't matter how much, how well JJ plays. It doesn't matter how well, um, how DC plays, you know. No, I'm saving the names in case Dan wants to mention them. I was going to say, why do you just keep mentioning other people? Just talk about your person. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's, it doesn't matter because end of the day, job number one is winning that game one. And how do you win game one? You've got to do something about that offense. And Mad Max is is someone who needs to be a boss. Nice. Cool. Um I'm going to stick on that side of the ball. And I think someone that could be very, very important um and now i'm talking about him i have a weird suspicion that he might be injured but i could be very very wrong um but i don't think he is um no he's not i don't think uh trevon moirig or moirig um he's got a very important role at the safety position of that defense this weekend we've already talked about how much that passing attack has just been ridiculous in recent weeks and he's that's a lot of responsibility on his young shoulders and like Thornsey's already said, Casey Hayward can't be everywhere. Nate Hobbs may not play this weekend. We'll see. He probably end up. He probably will end up playing. He's a last week. Well, he's a Raider, and he <laughs> it's fine. Uh, they'll just brush it off, um, which is not good. But there you go. You win some, you lose some. Uh, and Mo Rig is going to have a lot of responsibility on his young shoulders. 
and it'd be interesting to see if he can step up to the plate with all these kind of weapons to deal with. So, yeah, we've all gone defensive side of the ball for the Raiders because, like you said, it's easy to go with Renfro, but Renfro getting 10 catches for 100 yards and one touchdown, is that going to be the difference between them winning or not? Probably not. That's not the X factor. The X factors are going to be those guys on defense that need to make those key plays. So, cool. Uh, four, we head to the Bengals, the team the Raiders are playing. Um, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon has a good game. They win. Simple as that. Joe Mixon is one of, we talked about before, one of the most underrated running backs in the league. Arguably the second best running back in the league this year. And yeah, I just, I just love Mixon, what he brings to that Bengals offense. So Joe Mixon, difference maker for me in this game. Shaps? Uh, for the Bengals? Yep. I'm going to say, interestingly enough, almost as a counterpoint to Fawnsies, I'm going to say T Higgins. Because we're, we're like, the Raiders have a top corner, like Fawnsies spoken up about him. And I think that makes the Jamar Chase matchup even more interesting. But the thing is, if if they if there's a potential for your number one guy to be to be in a, a tough fixed, then you go to number two. That's how going down numbers works. Going up numbers, I guess. But um, yeah. So you, basically, I think there's a chance. I don't want to say this because it's there's a big chance that Jamar Chase gets ten billion yards and ninety touchdowns. But there, there's a chance that Jamar Chase he's he's going to be playing against a really good player. And that means T Higgins, he's done it a couple of times this season where he's come in big when Jamar Chase maybe hasn't had the best game. Not saying that he's had bad games, but maybe there's been games where T Higgins has had to step up and he has. And I think a lot of teams might be overlooking T Higgins in, um, in this playoff run because they might be over-focused on Jamar Chase. And I think that just gives leaves room to eat. If you think Jamar Chase is most likely going to be double covered a lot in a lot of scenarios, I imagine you're going to want someone over the top of them. That leaves a 1v1 matchup most nine times out of 10 for, for T. And I think it's it's time he sort of tees off and drives it home. Nice. Uh, you can't help yourself, can you? Uh, Thorns, who you got for the Bengal? Um, Oh, uh, I had T Higgins as well, actually, funnily enough. Oh. Um, so, you double down if you want. Oh, I thought no, Shaps really covered everything I was going to say. So, um, I'll go with Trey Hendrickson. Nice. Because Shaps stole the edge pressure is huge. <laughs> uh, Raiders. Huh? I said because Shaps stole your one. Yeah, yeah, Trey Hendrickson. Um, the Raiders offensive line hasn't been great this, this year. I don't know who's starting to right tackle. It was Neville, he's moved inside. I'm not sure who it is now, but whoever it is, it's going to be a tough game against Hendrickson because he's had a, a very, very good year. He wasn't a flash in the pan. His contract, I think, is three years, about 45 million. Maybe, no, maybe it's 40, 60 million. 50 million, I don't know. It's just proved very worthwhile. And if he can put Derek Carr under pressure and the rate and can stymie that offense somehow, then that's going to be a huge part of the game. And it's easy, I think, to get caught up in how good the Bengals offense has been this year and miss the improvement on defense. So it's a unit to watch. And I think really 
the Bengals are going to put up a lot of points. That is just should happen. So it's going to be down to can the defense stop the Raiders from putting up the same amount of points. So, yeah. Cool. Nice. Uh, we head to the Bills. Um, okay, I'll be boring and go with Josh Allen. It's, okay. Um, he, he's so important to the Bills. You know, he has to he has to play well. Uh, cool. Right. Nice from Thorns. Uh, Chaps, Bills, who you got? After Thorns, well, I know it's, it's super boring. obvious, but I'm going to go with um, Josh Allen. I just think he's so integral <laughs> to the Bills and how they play. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> no. Um, well, the person who I've got for the Buffalo Bills, the man who the Bill ma- Mafia should be screaming the name of, is Diggs. Ooh. You know? He's someone who's been quiet this season, which is unlike Diggs. Not quite necessarily on the number sheet, just... Can't remember the last time anyone spoke about him instead of his brother. Like, yeah, you know, you know, he, he needs he needs a headline. It's been too long. I want to see Big Stefan, Big Steph, <laughs> Big Steph making big plays. And like the, we talk about the inconsistencies of Josh Allen, but Big Steph is someone who's key to the success of the other members of that offense. Big Steph. <laughs> uh, I love it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I um, I'm gonna go with again. I'm gonna go with off field, and I'm gonna go with Brian Dable, uh, who is the offensive coordinator for the Bills. It's gonna be a tough game. Bill Belichick is a very clever, defensive-minded coach, and he's gonna have this Pats team ready for this game. Brian Dable was someone whose name and. It is this year as well, but last year especially was chucked into the head coaching ring for potential openings. Now, we haven't heard as much about him this year because the Bills haven't been firing on all cylinders, but he's a man that needs to show up on the weekend and prove that he's an elite coach and therefore someone that deserves a potential head coaching position. And I'm excited to see kind of what he comes up with. He's been back on it the last couple of weeks, making the Bills look all right again. So I'm excited to see kind of what he does this this weekend against one of the best coaches ever, especially from the defensive point of view. All right, we head to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to be incredibly boring, incredibly, and go Patrick Mahomes. Steelers' defense is the best part about their team. Mahomes is going to have to have a good day. If he has a, a good, simple day, he'll get through this game but he's going to have to have a really good playoffs. And I'm thinking in terms of X factor, I'm not just thinking this game. I'm thinking the whole playoffs. Mahomes is going to have to show out. And so, yeah, boring pick, but that's who it's going to be. Shaps. Tyreek Hill. You know, I I just feel like, again, it's another receiver who I feel like hasn't necessarily played bad. He's been really good at times this season. He's been big, but he's been quiet. And that's, again, unlike him. I, I think that you're talking about the Chiefs are playing the Steelers. The Steelers have got a good defence. Like, he's someone that needs to take the lid off it. And I think, again, he's he's it's, it's again, a case of someone who's integral. To, he takes the lid off. That then creates the space underneath for Kelsey. Mahomes can show off his arm. He can run around doing his little sideways passes, back flips and hooded winks. But, you know, like, he's a key part. Like, let's not forget that he was 
like when the Chiefs took the next level step, was Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill stepping up. Like they're, they're at the moment they're forged together in, in blood and iron. But um <laughs> blood and iron on the gridiron. Nice. But the issue is obviously I know there's a there's a slight injury concern uh for the first game at least, but you know, uh to his heel. But we just hope that he's back. <laughs> he's back ready to play. And yeah, that's my take. <laughs> nice one. Cool. Uh okay, so at this point in the show, uh, we are having a little bit of technical difficulties. We've lost Mr. Edward Thorns. He's still here in listening capabilities but is struggling with the mic aspect of uh his performance i was going to say then um so we're going to read off kind of thornsy's opinions uh very quickly as it kind of comes up but for him it's kind of the whole defense for the chiefs he thinks it's going to be really important they've obviously been um lights out as the season's gone on and obviously started the year very poorly so it'd be really interesting to see how they go on and I presume Thornsey's taken that from uh, playoffs as a whole perspective because obviously the Steelers aren't the strongest offense but obviously the Chiefs are going to have to be important this week uh, the Chiefs defense are going to be important this weekend against the Steelers but maybe not as important as they might be in later rounds if they end up playing like the Bengals and the Bills and some of the better offenses so it'd be really interesting to see okay we head to the final one the number one seed and that's the Tennessee Titans Shaps trying to go first Henry, the king is back, ready for the playoffs. It depends. Is he back or has he been rushed back? And that is that's the playoff fate for the top. I don't know how the hell they're one seed when they've spent half a season without him. But we've like if you're talking about an absolute dominant difference maker, you've got the Titans, and he's so key to how they play. You talk about some of the teams they could play in, in the second round, and like there's a couple of them have slightly wonky rundies as well, which I think is, is an interesting aspect. And in, in the lower half, you think about the, the Raiders, the Bengals, and particularly aren't the, the stiffest against the run, I'd say, is probably 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 an apt way of putting it. And then obviously that's assuming the Patriots and Steelers lose, but even even if they, they've got slightly more stout run defense, but even so, like Henry doesn't care if you've if you've got good or a bad run defense, if he's fully fit. And like you talk about in a player back at the right time you just hope it is the right time yeah cool I think that's lovely and fair uh, I'm going to go offensive side of the ball as well because I think they really need this offense to tick over and I'm going to go with AJ Brown I think someone that's really going to have to show up over the playoffs uh, and get some good stat lines for that offense to score enough points against some of these other really good offences uh, in the AFC bracket. You talk about the Chiefs, you talk about the Bengals, you talk about the Bills, uh, just to name a few. They're going to have to score points and AJ Brown is going to have to be a key contributor to that. For Thornsey's pick, I presume there's only one mention, uh, one guy he wants to mention about the Titans, one of his favourite players in the NFL. And I think this would be prefaced with a, yeah boy, if uh, if Thornsey was saying it. Uh Jeffrey Simmons up front is going to have to have a key game. Uh, <laughs> he, he's messaged me as I'm speaking. It said, correct. Uh, at least how that, that's how I think he would say it. Actually, it's Thornsy, so he'll probably say, correct. Just kidding. Correct. <laughs> I'm only really joking, Thorns. I know you wouldn't say it like that. Um, 
yeah, Jeffrey Simmons, the Titans potentially playing, you know, the Bengals in my bracket. I can't remember who Thornsy had the Titans playing in his bracket, but um, Jeffrey Simmons, if he ends up playing a team like the Bengals, like the Chiefs later on in later rounds, um, is going to have to have a key game against those rushing attacks as well as those passing attacks because they're both very versatile in that regard. And he's going to have to play really, really well to keep those offenses at bay. Those are our playoff brackets. Those are our X-Factor players. This has been our playoff special. But before we leave you, we, as always, have one thing left. And it is time for... Bum of the week. Oh, he's a bum. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. There we go. Um, basically, the bum of the week. I'm sure the media's bum of the week this week is um is Brandon Staley, but he's not my bum of the week. I agree with the ideas that I don't. I think it people are making a bit of drama out of nothing. But uh, my actual bum of the week uh, is someone that I assume Dan is going to recognise the name of, uh, Stephen M. Ross. Stephen M. Ross. Oh yeah, he's the owner of the Miami Dolphins. And does anyone want to hazard a guess why he's bum of the week? Because he's made a silly mistake firing a certain this week. Brandon Flores. What a coach. What a player. Like he's taken a couple years to turn the Miami Dolphins from a team that was everyone was laughing at because they were so clearly going to get the number one overall pick to a team that's missed the playoffs on final day twice, I believe, now. But with a 10 and 6 record, and what was their record this year? Probably like 9 and 8 or something. It was 9 and 8, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, what? He's on a seven game win streak and you fire him. No, no. He's four and over be Bill Belichick the last two years and you fire him. No, no. Three and one. Three and me, me, me. Um, yeah, like, it's what a stupid decision. Like, do you not want to win? Like, I think he's going to be snapped up somewhere. I've, I've seen Chicago as a potential landing spot for him, which I think would be a nice little gig for himself, get a nice defence, which we know he's good at, and getting a, another young QB he can bench for uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, a, I'm only messing. He, he's a terrific coach, someone that I've always been very big on. I just don't understand the decision, and I think it's stupid, and he's a smelly bum. Lovely, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think he's lost one of the best young coaches in the NFL, but uh, I think Fawnsy was saying kind of before we started recording that it was a bit of a power struggle and they didn't, they they clashed heads, so to speak, did Mr. Ross and uh, Coach Flores. So that's clearly why he's out the door and Ross probably wants a bit more of a yes man and well, whatever, you know. <sighs> it's a shame, but yeah, excited to see where Brian Flores goes next. If he doesn't get a head coaching gig, he's got to be top of a lot of people's defensive coordinator uh, lists. So it's exciting to see what happens with him next. Alrighty then, we are all done for this beginning of the playoffs special. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around. We hope you've enjoyed. Enjoy this weekend's football because hopefully it's going to be really, really good. Nice one, Shaps. Have a good week, my friend. Enjoy the footy thank you you're very very welcome um goodbye mr thorns i don't know if you can reply to me right now but 
Have a nice week, mate. We will catch you very, very soon. Goodbye. Your voice is uh, <laughs> gone out. Uh, <laughs> but there you go. Uh, nice and thorns. Have a good week as well. He is here, everybody. Just you can hear us not speak, which is a, a shame. But there you go. Uh, Same as usual then. <laughs> oh, leave him alone. <laughs> it's not very nice. Uh, it is also goodbye for myself. Have a good week, everyone. We'll catch you very, very soon. Much love. Peace. Peace.